All right, what's going on everybody? This is Greg Fowler coming at you live for the next episode of Real Estate Titans. Super excited about this one. Our very special guest and future Titan for today, Kendall Bonner. Kendall, thanks so much for taking the time. It's an absolute honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Greg. I'm excited to be here. This is amazing and I'm very, very humbled. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And, and just for everybody out there, I mean, this is so great. I mean, learning from the best of the best and again, what I consider Real Estate Titans. So really gathering inspiration, tools, tactics, just from so many beautiful minds that are out there industry-wide. So I can't wait to just dive in, Kendall, and uh, really share your story and your knowledge base with everybody out there. So uh, I guess Thank without you. further ado, all the way from uh, you know Tampa, Florida, which is amazing. So how's the weather out there, Kendall? I mean, is it, is it 80s, 90s? <laughs> You know, it's been really nice. This morning I woke up, it was 66 degrees. So that's a little cool for us. I don't know, a sweater that's weather great. as far as we're concerned. <laughs> right. I was going to say, that's fantastic. In, uh, in yeah. Colorado, as we kind of pre-discussed uh, before we went live, it's been uh, pretty chilly to say the least. We got a bunch of snow, um, but I was recently out in Orlando as we discussed, and I remember getting off the plane, it was 91 degrees, and I thought, well, that's a big contrast for sure. But uh, I love Florida, huge fan, huge fan. Um, so I guess let's just dive into the series of questions, Kendall, to get everybody to yeah. know you a little bit better. So I guess we'll start with, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I am, I've lived in Florida now for about 16, 17 years. Okay. I'm originally born and raised in California. Oh. I, uh, I'm a lawyer <laughs> in addition to being a real estate broker. And so a lot of people are, you know, wonder how do you go from being a lawyer to a real estate agent and then broker. And, um, you know, I, my mom, told me when I was younger, she said, JDMD, PhD, pick one. And I never actually wanted to be a lawyer, but I went to law school and there my joke was, I'm here to get my MRS degree. And I was totally just kidding, but I met my husband in law oh, school. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he asked me while we were still in school, he said, would you move to Florida with me? And I said, not as your girlfriend. And so he asked me to marry him. And uh, we got married on Saturday, graduated law school on Sunday, and then on Tuesday, we're in the car driving to Tampa. Unreal. So, you know, took the bar exam, um, cried my whole first summer because I was 24 years old when I moved here and, wow. um, and graduated from law school. I was a baby. And yeah. so uh, passed the bar. And uh, my husband said, you got to go get a job. So I did. And I worked. And then about, I don't know, we'll say seven, eight years in, six years in, I decided to get my real estate license um, and then ultimately didn't do it until 2011. And then um, in 2011, I said, it's time to either do this or not do it. Cause I thought like most people who get into real estate, I was naive and I thought I could just help a couple of people a year and still practice law. But once I joined my first real estate company, I fell in love after going to the trainings that they had to offer and uh, the rest is history. Became a real estate agent, loved it, and started listing homes right away. And, and that 2011 downturn market where, you know, there was lots of people um, needing help in real estate and being a lawyer, I was in a unique position to help them do that. 
Wow. Incredible. And to, to me, that's just, it, it's so interesting how people get involved in the business and what the pathway is and to where you are today and, and, you know, accomplishing yeah. what you've accomplished, Kendall. It's so amazing. So I, I want everybody to get to know you a, a little bit deeper on this side. And this is where the, the next question comes into play, which I think is really fantastic. It's what's your why? What drives you? What motivates you? Gets you out of bed every morning and excited to do what you do to the level that you do it at? You know, that's a great question. And, you know, I'm constantly challenging people to think about their, I call it why power, right? And I learned this from a book I read, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And he said, you know, people have this, people often talk about this concept of willpower, he said, but that's really not meaningful compared to your why power. It's the reason why you do what you do. And so I have, I'm obsessed with this concept, Mm. right? So I think my why, it's not that it changes all the time, but it, it gets deeper and stronger year after year as I, I put in the efforts that I do to do what I do. And I think, as I was thinking about it recently, one of the biggest things that I think about is, you know, legacy. Um, oh, that is one of my whys. Okay. I believe that it is my responsibility to leave a legacy for my children, hmm. not just in in um, tangible things or, or, you know, and stuff, but also just in, you know, their character and who they're supposed to be as an adult or who they can be right as an adult and, and just kind of, uh, what, what the standard of, of their, you know, just, gosh, I, how do I even explain it? It's just what, what, who are they supposed to be? What is the character, their integrity, all of those things, where, where, where do they want to go in their life? And so I just want them to know they can do anything that they choose to do Hmm. if they are passionate about it. So that's, that's part of what I'm after. Okay. Good legacy. I think that, you know, when it comes down to leaving that legacy for everybody around us, our family, um, our clients and the communities that, that you service, I think that that's extremely important. And that's, it's not self-serving. It's not about us. It's, it's about everyone else growing and, and having that uh, impact in a positive. I, I think that yeah. there, there's no greater why, Kendall. I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, all the way through. So I do want to go into the next question. And this is actually a crowd pleaser for the audience who really tunes in to get to know what the Titans are doing or what they have done to scale and grow their business. So this particular question, um, whether they're new or seasoned professionals out there, the huge takeaways, um, if you could look back at your career thus far Mm -hmm. and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, Mm -hmm. what's that look like for you? I think there are two things that I did that I, I think had a huge impact. And one was I had decided to have courage, <laughs> you know, honestly, it's as simple as that, you know, so many times we get, you know, opportunities and you can choose to take advantage of those opportunities and make the most of them, or you can choose to, um, be afraid and not take that leap of faith. Right. Because wow. the, the future is, is unknown, right? So I think that was the number one thing. I I did not actually plan or want to be a real estate broker. In fact, when I was a real estate agent, I used to say I had no intention of owning my own company. And when the opportunity came, in fact, um, I, I own a couple of Remaxes, and okay. Remax called me and asked me um, if I wanted to buy a franchise. And the first time they called, I thought it was a prank and I did not return the call. <laughs> I was like, who oh, am I? Awesome. Why would you? Wait a minute. You know, yeah. I was like, they're not calling me. Who am I? I've been in the business three years. Um, and, but they called again hmm. and I took the meeting 
And it opened up a whole new world to me that I, that has blessed me so tremendously to this day. I mean, wow. the relationships that I've gained from this network has been, you know, amazing and as well as all the opportunities, but had I not had the courage to open my own office and do something that I said I was never going to do, I would not be here today. Hmm. Then the second thing that I did was, um, I have an overachieving work ethic. Okay. I, you know, as evidenced by, I have two hashtags that pretty much represent my brand, which are improve your hustle and level up. So it. it's all about growth, growth mindset, learning, building. Um, and I think that that hunger for growth and for education and for self-improvement has been uh, phenomenal in helping me get to where I am today because I just crave it. So I'm constantly looking for the opportunities to improve my hustle or level up. I, I think that's, that's huge, you know, ways to look at it. And, you know, first and foremost to addressing, you know, uh, main company Remax, phenomenal company all the way through and through. And we've had so many amazing professionals on the show from those franchises directly, but the opportunity for you to, to own and operate your own, I mean, that's a huge honor and, and obviously yeah. huge success that way. W uh, would you give any advice out there for anybody who maybe is in that particular process or going through, maybe some do's and don'ts or, or what you wish you would have done during that time or anything along those lines. I know this is kind of off the cuff here. Yeah, no, no problem. So I actually, I talk to lots of people constantly thinking about opening other businesses because I actually own a mortgage business as well. Okay. Um, and <laughs> again, courage um, yes. <laughs> is, is, is what it's all about. And so, so I get called on a lot to, for people thinking about making those moves and I always try to be honest with them. You know, mm -hmm. it's never, uh, it, there's no rose colored glass that I could give you to look through things like you need to remove those. Right. Um, sure. it's, it's never going to be exactly how you anticipated it to be. It's never going to be as easy as you anticipated it to be. Mm. You're never going to have planned enough to do it. You just got, have to get out of analysis paralysis and take a leap of faith at wow. the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you believe you can do it and you're willing to put in the work to do it, then do it. Wow. There's great ROI in having courage and there's mm -hmm. great ROI in having faith in something bigger than you that's mm -hmm. behind you, blessing your footsteps and your opportunities. So, wow. so there's great, there's a great benefit to all of that. So I love that. I, I choose to believe in the benefits and, and the return on investment as opposed to uh, all the bad things that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> and it's not, it's not easy to do, but I think that mindset is crucially important, as you know, and, and every top producer in any field, it's really about, like you said, getting out of the analysis paralysis kind of scenario and just take that leap of faith. There's only so much research, so many conversations that you can have. It's either right or it's not. And you, you got to take that chance. There's always risk. You know? Yeah. And I would say this one last point is, you know, don't be afraid of failure because in failure mm -hmm. is in, there's the lesson that's when, you know, I think people mess up. It, it, you can fail and that can be a great thing because there's so many lessons in that. And as long right. as you pull the lessons out of it, you'll never regret the failure. It's mm -hmm. when you, you fail to get the lesson that, um, you really suffer, I think. So Oh my gosh, we're just getting warmed up, everybody. And this, all these nuggets of information. This is amazing so far. I absolutely love these takeaways, action items all the way through and through for everybody out there. I do want to shift gears on the tricky part of this particular series and interview, 
Um, but it is a deeper window into the professional um, who happens to be on the show. And this is the challenge question. So yeah. I always lead into it with the Titans that we all have challenges in our lives. No one's exempt, whether it's in the past, we're dealing with it now, or it's in the future. We're all going to have hard times, struggles, whether it's personal challenges or professional challenges. So if you're comfortable sharing a challenge with the audience that you dealt with, that you overcome and learn from, uh, what's that look like for you? Yeah, this, the first thing that comes to mind is something that's really, that was really big for me and it affected me both personally and professionally. And that was, I grew up in a single parent household. Uh, My parents divorced when I was four and a half and my mother was a doctor. She was an MD and she was an overachiever. Hmm. And so uh, what she, she was everything that my brothers and I, you know, aspired to be when we grew up. Hmm. And in 2009, my mother had to come live with me because she was diagnosed with an illness Uh, and um, she had dementia. And Mm. my mom was only about 51 at the time. So very, very young. And so to see someone be such an overachiever in everything that they did, she wrote a book, she owned her own businesses. She was an entrepreneur. Mm. She was a mentor and a leader in her community and her medical profession in Los Angeles. Um, she went to medical school at a time where people were telling her be a nurse and she wanted to be a doctor. And so, you know, she's very wonderful role model. Mm -hmm. And so from 2009 until she, um, passed away in 2015, I was primarily responsible for taking care of her. And it was watching my mother, um, deteriorate in such a fashion. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it was very similar to, Um, watching an adult become an infant again. You know, she was mute. She, you know, couldn't even tell me if it itched, if she itched, if she was hungry, if she was comfortable, uncomfortable. Um, She, we lost that ability for her to speak. She lost the ability to walk. Hmm. She really just needed um, help with all acts and functions of daily living. And so what happened was I had someone helping me take care of her and I had been praying that I didn't want my mom, I knew at some point my mother would pass and I, I was praying and asking that um, she wouldn't die alone. And I okay. said, Lord, I don't, so I had moved her out of my home. She had lived with me. I moved her out. And then I said, Lord, I want to move her back. Help me figure this out. Mm-hmm. So without going into a long story, he arranged a scenario where my mother was in the hospital for a week. And it was during that time I learned how to take care of her so I could bring her home. I learned how to change her adult diapers. I learned how to bathe her in a bed while she was immobile. I, I learned how to feed her, how to medicate her. Um, and I, I learned all of that during that experience. And so that happened in July of 2015. She came home with me and I had two of my children um, home with me at the time and my husband. Hmm. And um, we got additional help, but okay. I was already running my Remaxes at this time, or at least the first one. And I was in the middle of acquiring a second one. I was negotiating hmm. to acquire the second franchise. And um, for three months, I was in and out of the office. And so how that affected wow. me professionally was I had to rely on my team um, and my staff in the office to run the office while I was absent most of that time. And that was a real blessing to me to have such great leadership within my company and um, the kindness of my agents and and their their forgiveness of me 
lack, my lack of presence there, you know? Mm. Um, and they, they, they went through that with me and that experience has blessed me so much to this day because I'm, I'm grateful that God provided an opportunity for me to take care of my mother when she needed me most. Right. And um, a really quick part of miracle part to this story is yeah. my mom, we did not know, we thought she had frontal temporal dementia. Okay. So I wanted to submit her brain to Harvard to be mm. studied because, you know, we want to find a cure to Alzheimer's and to right. these other forms of dementia. And so with that, we couldn't leave her alone ever. And so if she, when she passed, we needed to, um, extract her brain very quickly so that it could be sent off to be studied. And so that was very stressful. So there's like no sleep those last few weeks of her life. And I, one night I was sharing a shift with a family friend and she stayed up all night with my mom. I was sleeping and I had a dream. My mom's youngest sister, uh, my beloved auntie Stacy, she um, had passed away a couple of years before my mom from brain cancer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so she came to me in my dream and she, and I was so excited when I saw her, I was in tears. I was bawling because I just hadn't, you know, it's been, I missed her so much. My aunt sure. was one of my favorite people on the planet yeah. and, um, I'm crying in my dream and she's coming to me and she puts her arms around me and she's saying, it's time. It's time. And I don't understand at first what she's saying. I'm just saying, okay, okay. And then it dawns on me, oh, mommy, it's time. And she said, you need to let her go. And I'm crying and my dream and I'm saying, okay, but I'm so happy to see my aunt as a very emotional dream. Yeah. And they wake me up from that dream. And the family friend says to me, it's time. And so I wake up out of bed, I go downstairs and I get to hold my mother's hand as she takes her last breath. Wow. I could not have been more blessed in that miracle moment because it answered all my prayers. I got that, that opportunity to, to say goodbye to her uh, before yeah. she left this earth. So needless to say, even when you know something like that is coming, um, it's never easy you know, people, right. you, we lose people. One of the lessons I learned was we lose people unexpectedly and tragically. And then we also lose people and we know what's coming and it's still tragic. <sighs> and so I, I just, my, I, that was a huge lesson for me to understand that. Cause I, I thought I would behave and <laughs> react differently, sure. but it was still pretty emotional, but I'm very grateful for it. And, um, I know that my mother, um, uh, would be proud of my brothers and I for, the legacy that we're carrying on in her name, mm -hmm. you know, um, and how we treat one another and how we treat others. So, wow. I mean, Kendall, that, that's, uh, first of all, I'm, thanks for sharing that. Cause it's not easy to do that. Um, you know, and, and show that vulnerable uh, piece, but I think that there's nothing greater than family. And as you, you mentioned, you know, your mother and the example um, you know, that she set and that you and your, your family is, is living up to. I mean, what an amazing role model. And I, I love that um, you had mentioned looking at it from the standpoint is you never know when it's always going to be tragic. And it's, it's yeah. either sometimes it's fast and sometimes it's not. But uh, to me in the takeaways, and hopefully everybody out there who's watching or listening to this is just spend time with your loved ones and and really make sure that what you're doing is allowing you to to make a difference in the community and the impacts and and, and have mm -hmm. fulfillment creatively but 
you got to understand that nothing's more important than family and, and what you're doing with that legacy. So I just, I think that's a beautiful story. And I really appreciate you sharing that Kendall, because it's not easy. Thank you. And, and thank you for acknowledging that last piece too, because that was one of the biggest lessons I, I took away from my mom's passing. Cause my mom was 60. She had just turned 60 by the time wow. she passed. Ugh, and geez. what that told me was all of us that are waiting until we retire, we're waiting for this or waiting for that to live our lives. Stop waiting, live now. You, none of us are promised tomorrow. Um, take the gifts, talents, opportunities you have today and live them, embrace them, you know, level up, level them up. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> just take them right. to the next level. So I've just I've made certain decisions nowadays where I'm not waiting till I'm 60, 65, 75 to travel or, right. or own other properties or, or do build other businesses and do the things that I would like to do. I, I will do them as soon as I can. Wow. Every single one of them. Love it. Huge, huge information, everybody. So I, Kendall, I appreciate it. I know everybody out there is watching or listening does as well. Um, I, I really want to uh, shift gears to a softer question. Sure. Uh, so we got through the hard stuff, but I, I want to go through, this is actually one of my favorites. It's the travel back in time question. So if you could travel back in time, and this is mm -hmm. any time period, any age range, whether it was a year ago or was it 20 years ago, um, or talking to little Kendall, what would you say to your younger self, whether it's funny, professional, you know, business related, what would you say? I would tell myself that perfection is not a requirement of success. Wow. Honestly, I, I have been so, um, my mom used to tell me when I was little, you know, be the creme de la creme. She would say stuff like, don't be me, be better than me. You wow. know, um, there was a lot of pressure she would put on me <laughs> to <laughs> be better and be more. And sure. um, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say pressure, but uh, she would encourage me. I'll say that. She right. was very encouraging when it came to that stuff. And so I would say, and so because of that, I be, created some obsession personally or internally with perfection. Okay. And I think that um, I realize now that it's not a requirement of success. I can hmm. uh, be successful without being perfect. And right. that success is defined by, by me, right? Hmm. Everyone's, it's so, you know, internal how we each define success. And um, I, I don't have to be perfect to achieve my goals. <laughs> well, well said. And, and it's, it sounds funny, right? I mean, you think yeah. perfection, it's not there, but there's so many professionals who strive for that perfect, uh, you know, yeah. business, so that perfect example, that perfect life. And I think that, you know, when it comes down to it, perfection is, is a slight form of illusion. I mean, yes. it's, it's really hard for true perfection, but you can strive Impossible. for it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get that. You just—it's never gonna—it's never gonna be a hundred percent. And so, certain people stop themselves from taking next steps because of perfection or lack thereof. Um, but yeah. I think that if you have that in the back of your head, hey, I want to do the best I can with the knowledge right. and the people that are around me now, and that's my perfection. And, and right. leave it alone, you know. But I think that's—I right. think that's great advice. Just keep pushing forward, right? Yeah, well, I agree. To me, I say perfection's impossible because mm -hmm. I, th if you achieve perfection, there's no other level to go to. Right. And I'm all about leveling up. So it's like, there's just no, there's no ceiling. <laughs> yes. Yes. Love it. <laughs> there can't be a ceiling if I, you know, truly aspire to improve my hustle and level up. So mm. 
That's perfect. I absolutely love that. Love that all the way through and through. So I want to go on, on this particular vein, which I think is great. And this is actually another crowd pleaser too. This is the uh, feeding of the mind question. So yeah. a lot of the viewers, subscribers, whether you're watching or listening, they, they love to know what the Titans are doing to feed their minds, how they're growing intellectually. Um, you know, so I always lead into it with books you're reading or read, podcasts you're listening to, influencers or coaches on social media. Kendall, how are you feeding your mind? So I've got a couple of different sources, which I'm, okay. I believe in diversifying my knowledge is, I, <laughs> and I my resources. Perfect. Yeah. So one of the things that I would say that's been, had a huge influence on me is mastermind groups. So Love within that. the Remax network, I invited and, and began a, a series of mastermind groups with some of the top broker owners in the entire Remax network. And that mastermind group evolved into not just masterminding on topics related to broker owners, hmm. but also mas evolved into a, a book club as well. And awesome. we, I asked my coach at the time for um, some business books to read in 2019. Okay. And so I've been reading or the goal is to read and I actually do read a book a month, a business book a month. That's great. Sometimes on the list, sometimes off the list. Sure. But um, some of my favorite books this year are, um, the Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. Oh, cool. That is a great book. It was written in 2017, very relevant today for okay. our for CEOs and business owners like myself. Um, and so, you know, it's very relevant today, especially with the shift in what the consumer is looking for hmm. as they um, try to find service providers, right? Okay. So, you know, getting us to think about what our clients want, what we think they want versus what they actually want. Mm -hmm. He asked some really great questions and, and asked us to do some deep work, focused thinking on the answers to those questions and problem solving. So that's my, probably my number one book this year. Okay. My number two favorite book that I would recommend to people is mm -hmm. uh, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Oh, and yeah. also with that, uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth. Okay. You know, when you hit walls and you're, like, how do I persevere through them? Grit is a great example of um, what you need to push through the hills and valleys of our business. Okay. So, and then my favorite podcast uh, right now that I'm listening to is uh, uh, the Social Media Examiner. It's Social oh. Media Marketing. Have you heard of this? I have not. Um, so I am all about learning how to market from people that are not real estate professionals. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Right? That's fantastic. So social media marketing with Michael Stelzner is okay. a fantastic podcast that I would also encourage your listeners to listen to along okay. with yours because yeah. you have a fabulous podcast as well. Oh, thank you. Um, of course, of course, absolutely. Um, you bring on amazing guests. Um, and so, but that podcast also really talks about marketing. Okay. And I think that is a weakness that real estate professionals have right now in our industry. Um, because we're so focused on marketing listings, we forget to market ourselves. Oh, well said. And and I think that that is an area we can improve on. And so I've been, I've been really grateful for that podcast right now. And I, I, it's been teaching me quite a bit about okay. how to learn more about edgy marketing and story selling hmm. um, as opposed to uh, some of the traditional ways that we have done business in the past. Oh, I love that. And you're looking at it from so many different perspectives. And again, that diversity with learning and growing. Um, and I, I would echo with you 110%. I know people that are watching or listening and other Titans that have been on the, the series. Marketing yourself is, is 
one of the lacking uh, traits inside real estate right now. And I right. agree with that. Um, you know, it's, it's about the listings, about the client, but not necessarily about us. And I think that you got to let people know who you are and what you're about and why you do it. We work with who we know, like, and trust. And Absolutely. there's only so much reach you have. And if you've been in the same market for 25 plus years, there's a certain amount of people that are going to know you, but there's still more people out there who don't than do. So I agree with you 110%. So I'm going to have that on my list as far as podcasts are concerned, because it's always good to get different knowledge. Now, I do want to touch on a few other things when it comes to your podcast and your book. So um, we kind of talked about this ahead of time, but uh, IYH is your podcast. So can you talk about yes. your podcast a little bit? Oh, thank you for that. Um, yeah. Yes. So I have a podcast called Improve Your Hustle. Love it. I got inspired to do that um, over the last year, just wanting a, a medium to share some of the things that I've learned. I, I love to go and digest knowledge and, and I, I go out and study and, and learn and and um, internalize these different concepts. And then I like to test them, implement them, okay. practice them, and then teach you how to also do it as well. So a lot of my podcasts will be talking to, you know, other people in the industry as well mm -hmm. as um, really giving knowledge and information and, and value, you know, of mm -hmm. course for free that just is like, Hey, these are nuggets. These are practical things that you can do to impact your business mm -hmm. today. So Sweet. that kind of stuff is really important to me. I, and uh, so I love it. <laughs> okay, awesome. And, and we are going to have links for everybody out there in the comments below. Um, again, not so you can just feed your mind, uh, very similar to Kendall, but also that you can follow her podcast, subscribe and go through all those different channels through social media as well. Follow along. Now you have a book as well, and it's on Amazon and e-reads, things like that. There's, there's so many places. So uh, would you tell everybody a little bit about your book? Yeah. So I actually have a copy so you can I love see it. it. Yes, love it. Yes. So, um, a couple of agents and I wrote a book called, so you think you want to be a real estate agent. Hmm. And the reason for this was because, you know, as you get into this business, like everyone, you know, all of your listeners are aware, sure. everyone thinks it's the easy business right. and it's easy money and it's not. <laughs> for this right there. Yeah, absolutely. And so we wanted to write, um, you know, give someone an introduction into the world of real estate from the perspective of, hey, we're in it. It's not as easy as it looks. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to talk you out of it, but no. we just want to kind of educate you on the pieces you're probably missing, you mm -hmm. know, as far as how this business works. So that was a lot of fun to do. And I wrote my own as a part of the book. I have a broker's corner. Love so it. I add the piece of what it's like to be a broker of a real estate company. And, um, also my joke is to be broker than your agents. Um, <laughs> so great. Uh, well, I mean, for most brokerages, that is true. Not right. all, but for many, you know, there's a lot, there's like 86,000 brokerages in the country. So trust me, they're not all, uh, unfortunately for those brokers, they're not all, that's why some of them still sell. Right. Right. Um, right. Just be perfectly honest. Sure. So, um, but a lot of people get into both parts of the business a little naive. I, I won't mm -hmm. deny myself included, sure. um, but I'm grateful for every lesson I've learned as a result. And uh, I'm not here to tell you, no, don't do it. Just, you know, educate yourself. Love it. And, and again, be aware of what you're doing and, and surround yourself, but you can learn from others, other great minds like Kendall's. And, and again, Kendall, this has been absolutely incredible, chock full of really, really great information. And I feel like I'm getting to know you, which is fantastic for everybody Thank out there who you. knows and loves and respects you. There's a whole new audience out there that can love and, and get to know you as well. So I want to wrap everything up with a final question. 
And this one ends up being the quote or mantra that sums you up as a person, as a professional. What's that look like for you, Kendall? So this is super easy for me. Um, I'll tell it to you after I tell you the story behind it yeah, real right. quick. So um, a couple years back, I, I was a broker owner and mm-hmm. I had struggled. I had um, experienced a loss in my business that I wasn't expecting. I was really tough and it's made me doubt, you mm-hmm. know, what I was doing, why I was doing this. Um, was it really worth it? Is this what I really want? And I read that book that I mentioned earlier, uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth. Okay. And that book was a game changer for me. Hmm. So mentally. And so what happened was, is I'm after having read the book and experiencing this, this challenge, I was again praying and I said, Lord, so I am, I'm an acronym person. I yeah. love acronyms. I was an English major in college. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and so alliteration acronyms, all of that stuff is, is kind of my jam. Yeah. And so I was asking the Lord, this was like one of my, the birth of one of my first big acronyms. I said, I need an acronym for grit because grit is something I really need right now. Mm -hmm. And within seconds I had this. And so my hashtag from that era, because I change Mm -hmm. every couple of years is got grit and Mm -hmm. grit stands for greatness is a result of intentional tenacity. Wow. So that is my mantra. It's in my emails. It kind of follows me everywhere I go, but greatness is a result of intentional tenacity. So if I desire to be great, I have to continue to be intentionally tenacious. And so do you, not just you, but our audience, right? You want that? You got to have some grit. (laughs) But you're right. And Kendall, that sums you up so beautifully. And again, everybody out there who already knows, loves and respects you, they know that you live that every day and represent that in communities. To, to the clients that you service and the industry as a whole through real estate. So I, I'm just honored that you took the time to be on the show. And this is so great for everybody out there. So I want to thank you again. You are an official real estate titan. So thank you so much, Kendall. I appreciate thank that. You. Um, and everybody thank you very out much. There, yeah, no, everybody out there, thank you so much for your time and attention, your love and support as always. Um, if you like what we're doing here the Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Bye. See ya.